The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The hospitality industry is one of the fastest-growing industries in an improving economy. There are new career opportunities popping up in restaurants, hotels, and travel. Get the inside scoop today. Welcome to the Hospitality News Network with Stephen Nicole. Our hope is that you'll look at this industry in a whole new light. Now, here's your host, Stephen Nicole. Welcome to the Hospitality Industry News Network, ladies and gentlemen. It's November 30th, and we've got an exciting show here for you tonight. Or today, we have Raymond Prum. I hope I pronounced that last name right. You did he, it right, Stephen. <laughs> excellent. He owns a winery on the Moselle River in Germany, where the greatest Riesling grapes are grown from the, you know, they're known from all over the world. He has wines go over through, are, so, are available in 75 to 80 countries around the world. He's been running this family-owned winery, stretching over 13 acres since 1973. So welcome, Raymond. Welcome, Stephen. I'm very happy to talk to you uh, and introduce everything. Excellent. I won't waste uh, too much time on the introduction because I know you have a lot to talk about. Let's talk about the Moselle River in the region and why the Riesling grape is, is famous there. Well, first of all, you need, you need to know that whenever you come to the, to the valley, everything is different. So the... The people are different, the wines are different, very different. The structure of the valley is very different. And of course, the climate is different. Here, we live on the 50s attitude. And uh, that means we are fairly north. Yes. And our, our vineyards are south-faced. They are covered with slate. They are extremely steep. So up to 70% of steepness that means we are artists in the, in the vineyards. We are artists in the cellar. But our wines are art, but it is not artificial. Yes. It is, this is life. This is really life. We are the goats in the vineyards, so we really need to stay with both feet in the steep ground. And uh, we are interested in presenting with the character of our wines the minerality yes. which comes out of our area. So, That's, of course, the, the big difference here, excuse me, I, I, I bring that sentence to the end. The big difference here is that the ripeness time, the time from uh, beginning to the, to the picking is at least 115 to 125 days. Just, just as an example, if you go to Napa Valley, you are mostly below 90 days of ripeness. So yes. that means that we have much more uh, character by huh, kind of fruitiness, kind of minerality, uh, 
it is just unbelievable what the wines can show and uh, how delicious they are. Now, some of the unique characteristics of the Moselle Valley I heard is that the, like you mentioned, the the uh, cliffs are steep, and a lot of the grapes have to be hand picked as well. Everything is hand picked. Uh, yes. It doesn't work uh, the other way because it is by far too steep. No machines will work. Of course, now the time is coming for new innovations, and uh, the industry is operating. Uh, in steep hill harvester but we are still a little bit far away from the final product yes uh sa prum is a phenomenal winery we belong to the oldest families in in germany so we go back to well, almost 900 years, 860 years. The family was named by documents firstly in 1156. That means we have a lot to talk about history. Wow. But, yeah, that's, that's uh, the, the big part. And the, I'm very proud to, to confirm that I only own vineyards in the steepest parts of the hills. Holy so cow. there we are, 60, 70% of steepness. I don't own potato fields, uh, as I call it. So <laughs> the, flat, the flat vineyards where the normal harvester can go easily, no problem. There you can, ev can work everything by machines. There the, uh, the need by hours working uh, is let's say 180 to 150 minimized. Yes. We, work, we work 1,500, so 10 times as much and even more. Uh, that means we have to, to go around the, the single vineyard plant uh, at least five, six, 10 times and more. Uh, yes. Uh, that that's the big the big difference. So the labor costs are horrendous. What wow. we are doing um, now, I would I would uh, I would say because you have such steep slopes and those are extremely steep, the drainage for the water uh, to make a good vine a good root is uh, is phenomenal. It's it, the water drains nicely, and you get the you know the grapes are really growing good. Absolutely. So what we have is, and that's a big difference. We go back into the Devon slate. So Devonian slate goes back three hundred fifty to three hundred ninety million of years. That's when we, our area was covered by ocean, and slate is nothing else but a sediment. Uh, which is manifested by the pressure of the, of the water. And so far, it was formed into a rock. But of course, it has many, many layers. And if you think about, without the, uh, the, the forming of the mountains, the, the slate would be in a, horizon, uh, in a, in a horizontal um, uh, perspective. Yes. Uh, so now... With forming the mountains by the by the pressure of the earth, the the slate got cracked up, and it moved from a horizontal into a more or less vertical position. That means it opened the surface, and now the rootstocks. And we have 
<laughs> wine growing more than 2,000 years. Experts say, well, we have three, four, five thousand years. Wow. But I concentrate more on the Romans because they gave us everything on background. And uh, whatever they planted, we still have, those vineyards are still covered. Uh, there, are, there are documents of, uh, of the vineyards because we have a lot of uh, Roman pressing stations from the time of Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. Yes. Uh, wow. Now the, now the slate opened uh, and... The, the Riesling grapes, they can go into uh, the Riesling wines, not the grapes, of course. The, the vines, the rootstocks, they go into the open-faced slate. They go deep up to 15 feet, 50 meters deep. Wow. Uh, and uh, that is unbelievable. That's phenomenal. Yes. And there, of course, there's enough of water. Slate, and that is very important, slate does not contain any water. But yes. it, it, it's like a drainage, so water is running around there. And in our, in our mountain, there's always water, water springs. And so far, there is a nice water supply, especially in the Gracha Himmelreich, Gracha Domprops area, where we have uh, uh, 27 different water springs spread over the mountain face. Well, wow. then, of course, the next pa fact is that we have different kinds of slate. So we have blue slate, we have gray slate, and we have red slate. So red slate into volcanic soil, sandstone, red sandstone, and, and so far. And this, of course, all changes the character of the, of the, the wine. Yes. Uh, now, the, so, yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, I was going to mention your, your slopes are facing southwest. This yes. enables it to get the uh, strong sun during the day and the cool nights. Exactly. And that forms the character of the wines. Uh, that gives the, uh, that microclimate there, that, that forms on a long term, of course, but in addition to the long ripening process, the fantastic character of these unique wines. And it's, uh, that means we have a lot, of, a lot of fruit notes, but accordingly, we have a lot of minerality. Yes. And of course, the blue slate has uh, copper as an element, the gray slate has tin as an element, and the red slate has iron as an element. And wow. those okay. different elements, they give a, a special character to each single uh, vineyard where we produce our wines. Uh, and it makes Riesling such a versatile wine to go with a, a lot of foods as well. Yes. Uh, for me, there is nothing better than Riesling to go, uh, go along with food. I'm just back from a tour for, uh, through Italy. And, of course, the Italians, they know exactly what, how they pour their wine and their, how they pair their wine with food. This is uh, um, unbelievable. And uh, last week I've been in Portugal, and Portugal is famous for its seafood. Yes. Um, uh, but as, as well, they have great great uh, beef, they have uh, lamb, they have everything. And 
I was demonstrating how great Riesling can go there. It is unbelievable. And I'm a, well, I'm a big fan of dry Rieslings because I'm always talking about the naked Riesling. Yes. So not covered by, by sweetness, just by its minerality. And you need to be perfect to present a fantastic wine that to, to pair with food. But here, when we talk about Riesling, we have hmm, a very special situation because there is nothing beside of Riesling which can age so well. Uh, my oldest wine in my cellar is more than 100 years old, vintage wow. 1911, and wow. it's still drinkable. I cannot afford to drink it, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, if we open a bottle, it is, it is delicious. Uh, oh, I bet it would be. <laughs> yes, it would be. Oh, yes. yes. Well, we're going to stop. Yeah. Go ahead. And even the dry Rieslings, they go nicely with, uh, with food, and uh, they age very well. So right now I have vintage 1987, uh, which we are offering at 1994. Uh, you need to open these, these bottles a few days before you, you start to drink them. And then they are even better. Wow. I always say, uh, open the bottle, take one glass out of it, put the bottle in, into a cool, cool position, and take it whenever you like it, three days, four days, five days, a week later, uh, or maybe only if you can't wait, only a day. Okay. Well, on that note, I gotta, we got to stop for a break. No problem. But- we're going to be at the. Uh, we're going to take a few messages here, and we're going to talk to you in another couple of minutes, Raymond. Fascinating, great. Love Thank talking you. about Riesling. We'll be right we back. Continue, yeah. The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Do you love to travel? Do you love adventure so much that when you read about it, you cannot stop until you have finished? Most of all, though, do you like to read a memoir that is totally honest and doesn't cover up anything? The author just tells it like it is. Stephen Nicole's first book, You Only Live Once, will fulfill your wish. Whether you're thinking of a career in the hospitality industry or just want to read a personal, upfront, no-holes-barred memoir, this book will whet your appetite. Go to stephennicole.com to order your copy or email him directly for an autographed copy. That's stephennicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E dot com. A life coach, Stephen Nicole can be contacted to help you get what you want in life. 17 years from the time he took a bartending course, Stephen traveled around working in the hospitality industry, moving up the ladder as he went along, tasting both the bitter and the sweet. Along the way, Stephen rode the ebb and flow from the vibrant 80s through the turbulent 90s. Stephen found what his heart was truly looking for to begin a new chapter in his life. For a free intake interview, you can mail Stephen directly to set up a time at ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com.
You are listening to the Hospitality News Network. We'd love to hear from you with questions or comments about the show. Drop us a line at ssnicole at rogers.com. That's ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. Now, back to the Hospitality News Network. You're listening to the Hospitality Industry News Network on voiceamerica.com, World Talk Radio, and we have an exciting guest today, Raymond Purm, direct from the Moselle Valley, who owns a winery and uh, fantastic wines available in 70 to 80 countries around the world. Tell us about your family roots, Raymond. Oh, yes, I would love to. Uh, you know, we are talking about SAPRIM, and SAPRIM stays for, these are the initials. We are not a, a, a Société Anonyme, like the, the French say. No, we are a private-owned company. So, and we go back in the family roots to 1156. I spell it again, 1156. Wow. 860 years and a little bit more. This is, yeah, this is amazing. Yeah. It is amazing. So, Holy yeah, it, it started in our area, and uh, of course, wine growing started much earlier, but but the family belongs to one of the oldest families uh, producing wines in Germany, and uh, we are private-owned, as I said before. This is an amazing situation. It is important when you go into the family roots that uh, the family got growing, buying in land, buying in wineries, and uh, this is is very difficult if you want to expand here uh, because the the top vineyard land is so limited. So you have to, believe it or not, you have the buy-out syndrome. That means when when a family gives up, leases land and release land, then you have the chance to grow. If not, yes. no chance. Because we don't want to leave the, the steep, steep hill vineyards and move into the flat vineyards, the potato fields. No, we yeah. want to stay there. So, and, and one of my great grand ancestors, that was Jodokosprum. Mm-hmm. Jodokosprum was, was a member of the family. He had his his part in the family, and in 1842, he found that it is about time to build a sundial. A sundial in the best part okay. of, yeah, into the best part of the vineyards of Velen, on the rock, absolutely south to southwest faced, because then the sundial works. Yes. And so he built that sundial uh, on that rock. And 50 years after, he did not know that he was creating a vineyard name. 50 years after, the community uh, thought about individual vineyard names. Because at that time, when he built the sundial, uh, all wines had been declared as village wines. So those were the famous wines from Brauneberg, from Urzig, from from Wehlen, from Grach, Bernkassel, and so on. Yes. Uh, so around that 18th century, no, 19th century, sorry, 19th century, they, they formed the vineyards, vineyard names, and they were told that around that sundial, 
the best wines were grown. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. So far, easy. It was right on the front. Okay, they called that vineyard Vilna Sonnenur. So yes, the, yes, the I've heard of that. The Sundial Vineyard from Velen. Okay. Uh, Velen, the vid- village. And the good story is that today I'm the owner of the Sundial. Wow. There awesome. Is, <laughs> in the beginning, there were only four and a half hectares of vineyard land in the Sundial area. So that was the absolutely best part. And I'm owning today more than 50% out of it. Uh, wow. By far, by far more, yeah. Now, to have, uh, a, have a vineyard for so many years, 860 years, uh, one family member onto the next family member onto the next generation and so on, that's pretty amazing. Yes, and you have to continue. Uh, and the, as I said, if you come to the Mosul Valley, check what's going on here. You see the, the river, you see the top of the mountain, which is covered on, on forest and bushes, because we need these bushes and forests to, to keep away the, the cold falling winds. Yes. Uh, and just in between there are the vineyards. Wow. And of course, on top of the, of the hill, the vineyards by quality are not as good as in the middle part or further down on the riverbanks. Uh, okay. And so far, everybody is, of course, mostly interested to, to have the best vineyards. Uh, yes. So what are you going to do? If, if there is another family struggling, a winery struggling, financial disaster, but always happens, uh, no, no one who follows, then you have the chance to, well, take over if nobody else is faster, of course. And sometimes you have the problem that they don't want to sell the land, and so they are negotiating and they are gambling a little bit to get yes. the, the highest price out of it. Uh, of course. Okay. Have yeah. your, has your vineyard expanded since you've, uh, you've owned it? Oh, yes. I started, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I started with, uh, with a production of uh, 30,000 bottles. Yes. And to, today we, we do mm, seven ditches. Uh, wow. So we have, a, we have quite a bit of, of land, but we also buy in, uh, we have, well, we have contracted vintners which produce wines for us. But of course, that's a complete different situation. SA Prim is, is only state-grown wines. Uh, yes. And uh, so far there, we, we have the, the big roots into the history. And of course, we do a lot of um, yeah, own vineyards. Uh, now, right I'm assuming... Now, I, I just converted the, the hectares in, into, uh, into acres, and we are now, actually, size is 86.5 acres. Wow. That's a fair size. Holy cow. Yeah, we are busy. We are yeah. busy, I tell you. <laughs> what, did you do today for, do. what did you do today, for example? It's in November right now. What are you doing right now? Yes, we are. We are. Uh, well, we just finished our harvest time. Yes. The wi- part of the wines are fermenting 
there's in the in stainless steel that it that's temperature controlled nowadays Absolutely. we have wines in old oak 50 60 year old oak barrels a thousand really? liter yeah so 250 gallon um, and that is what we are doing we stay in the cellar we we do the fermentation control we check the quality of the wines are we right what we did in the in the harvesting time uh, we decide by tasting of course yes is that the wine to be uh, later on in a dry style or in a more fruity style in a in a cabinet spade laser auslaser style so we have an excellent vintage so Okay. 2015 was was shown by a hot summer, really hot. We had temperature unbelievable, 100 above 100 degrees uh, for quite a while, and which is unusual. Wow, because, that is unusual. Yeah, because I need to say, Riesling only works perfectly if the Riesling grape has the right condition of climate needs a, needs a cooler climate yes and i always say riesling needs a cool head but warm feet yes that's and a good one. warm feet that is what slate provides uh, yes so the the climate the ripening time everything comes together here and one important fact i haven't mentioned yet but this is one of the most important facts we have old, ungrafted, original rootstocks. Okay. Uh, and they go back up to 125 years. Wow. Uh, yes. Now that tell means, me. Go ahead. That me, yeah, that means they are uh, somewhere grown in, or planted in 1800-something. Uh, so it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. The, of course, the quality is fantastic coming out of those vineyards. Absolutely. It's our museum vineyard, I call it, uh, located around the sundial. Uh, and uh, exactly there is the oldest part of our vineyards and uh, where we grow our old vines. Uh, a very special old, old vine, uh, especially good for red meat. Uh, yes. And, and red meats, meat means lamb or beef, or we have a lot of venison, we have a lot of deer, we have a lot of wild boar running in the vineyards, and wild boar, of course, they love grapes, they love yes. to eat Riesling, and the more Riesling they eat, the more we love them in the pan. <laughs> so we shoot, we shoot them. Yeah. A beautiful food match. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. They yeah. eat the grape and you drink the, the meat with it. Yeah, it's it's fantastic, uh, and and if if we prepare or my wife or myself we we prepare a roast of wild boar, we always put a little bit of quince, steamed quince. What's as that? A, as a, quince is a, a, it's a, a, a bitter apple or oh, a, looks like a pear. Yes. Quince, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it's fantastic. It, it 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 turns sweet if you steam it. It turns sweet. Has a lot of fruit, and that gives the the perfect balance between the meat and the wine. Yes. Because of the fruitiness and the minerality, it is just unbelievable. Uh, wow. Now, did you take the winery over from your father? 
Uh, yes and no. That's, that's more or less a sad story okay. because I'm, I'm born in 1950. Uh, so I yes. just turned 65 and I didn't know what, what to do. And uh, so I came to the agreement with my father, okay, I will step into the vine vineyards and after school and studying vinification and viticulture, I did, did my uh, technical diploma. And so far, I had to return to the winery uh, because my, my father was sick for, heavily sick for one year. Yes. And at, at the end of uh, 1971, he passed away. Ah, okay. That was, that was the tricky part because oh. I had nobody to ask about. Yes. So I had wow. my, no experience, just what I learned at school, at the university. And uh, that turned, turned it into uh, my success because wow. I had to think about a lot. I had to work a lot. And before that, I took over and stepped into, well, I started in August 1971, uh, before I already run the winery for one year because my, my mother was not really fit in the wine business. So far, I had, I had to declare myself as the, the, well, the common um, winemaker. Wow. Um, so I started in two. I had a great success with vintage 1971. Uh, and uh, I did everything what I could get out of the vineyards. I did Auslese wines, I did Spätlese wines, I did Baron Auslese and Trockenbaron Auslese, so the TBAs, the most, I, I call them the stickies. Uh. Raymond, we got to pause for a break, but I want to get back to where you just left off there about your wines. Okay. Okay, so right after two minutes, I'm going to get back to you to ask you that question because I'm really interested in knowing more about your wines. All right? <laughs> of we'll course. Be we'll be back right after two minutes. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Do you love to travel? Do you love adventure so much that when you read about it, you cannot stop until you have finished? Most of all, though, do you like to read a memoir that is totally honest and doesn't cover up anything? The author just tells it like it is. Stephen Nicole's first book, You Only Live Once, will fulfill your wish. Whether you're thinking of a career in the hospitality industry or just want to read a personal, upfront, no-holds-barred memoir, this book will whet your appetite. Go to stephennicole.com to order your copy or email him directly for an autographed copy. That's Stephen Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E dot com. A life coach, Stephen Nicole can be contacted to help you get what you want in life. 17 years from the time he took a bartending course, Stephen traveled around working in the hospitality industry, moving up the ladder as he went along, tasting both the bitter and the sweet. Along the way, Stephen rode the ebb and flow from the vibrant 80s to the turbulent 90s. Stephen found what his heart was truly looking for to begin a new chapter in his life. For a free intake interview, you can mail Stephen directly to set up a time at ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. 
news, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to the Hospitality News Network. We'd love to hear from you with questions or comments about the show. Drop us a line at ssnicole at rogers.com. That's ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. Now, back to the Hospitality News Network. Welcome back. We're talking with Raymond Prum, who owns uh, and runs a winery, a very successful one, S.A. Prum. 80 countries around the world, that is wines go to. So tell me about your wines and (laughs) where do we start? Stephen, it's great to be back and I'm I'm so excited to report what's going on. Yes. Uh, I can tell you after my my start in 1971, uh, of course, it's an up and and down and and then 1979, my daughter was born and uh, she had her first contact with wine in 1987. I hope nobody will will try. (laughs) But (laughs) she came to me in the cellar and 87 was a very difficult vintage. So a lot of acidity. And she she was asking, what's in there? What is in in that tank? And uh, can I taste? Can I taste? And uh, there was a wine fermenting. And I said, well, you, you have to... To just take a little, little, tiny little sip, but spit it out. Yes. And she said, "Oh my God, this is so sour." Yeah, <laughs> of yeah. Course, Riesling has a lot of acidity, and especially yes. in in the vintages when when the uh, when the sun is not shining every day. Yes. But nevertheless, if you taste 1987 today. It is unbelievable how good the wine is. So it's it soft. turned out very well. And on the other end, you should see my daughter nowadays. She is she is in the company, involved since 10 years. She's diploma engineer. And uh, she has all the background she needs to have for making great wines. And she will be the former uh, – no, the, she will be the future yes. person involved in the um, – in, in the winery, and I I will be the one who stays back a little bit in future. Saskia Andrea is her name, so she actually has the initials of S.A. Prum. Yes. As we, I only have two girls. Yeah, no, two girls I'm very proud of, of course, but no boy. So far, there was no Sebastian Alois Prum. <laughs> I... I <laughs> I named her Saskia Andrea uh, because it is um, it is the tradition that we always have to have somebody in the generation who has the initials because okay. we are a private yeah we are a private owned winery and we can, and not a capital company uh, so far right. we have to keep the name that we are not forced to change generation for generation the the name of the winery. That's very important. So, yes. Now, how come we are so successful? Well, yes. I work long days. I've been involved together with, with my wife, and she is Finnish. Uh, so she's coming from Finland. I met her uh, 10 years ago, and uh, I need to say, there we have a restaurant, here we have a hotel, and 
it, it is a combination of everything. Growing wine need, is asking for more good food and uh, hospitality and service. Yes, you're, that's you're a very the, you're a very busy person, uh, Raymond. Tell us for the listener the the classifications of German wines that you grow. I know there's six different classic classifications and uh, can be confusing. Yes. Well, when you talk about German wines, it, we are so so much different that we are exactly opposite what all the others are doing. Yeah, uh, there is no uh, no French wine showing that it is dry. No, in general, it is it is a dry one, uh, and yes. everything as as soon as they are sweet, they show that they are sweet. We are different. We show our sweet style, and if we have a dry one, we we call it dry. Uh, yes, that's step first step. So the quality wine, qualitätswine, is the first level we we are talking about. I'm not here to talk about table wines because that's not what we are producing. That's the lowest quality you can find in German German wines, and uh, it is not what we. Well, it's not our favorite wine. Right. No, absolutely not. We concentrate on qualitets wine. Then yes. we have the, the section of the predicate wines. The, the big difference is that the qualitets wines, they can be chapitalized if na- Mother Nature hasn't provided enough sugar f- in the grapes. So we hire up the alcohol, not the sweetness. That is very important to know. Uh, oh, okay. With the predicate wines, that's the... F- the next group, the next segment, the predicate wines are 100% as nature produced. Nothing added except, and there we are allowed to add a little bit of sulfur to keep the, the aging potential. Uh, sulfur yes. blocks the oxidation of the wine. So yes. that, is, that is important. Within that group of predicate wines, we have the Cabernet, the Spade Lizard, the Auslizer, the Ice Wine, the Baron Auslizer, and Trockenbaron Auslizer. That was very fast. So I, I start again with the Cabernet. What is a Cabernet? Cabernet regularly is the first picking of the, the new vintage. They are the most delicious wines. They are light style. Uh, they are fantastic in quality level, but they are not heavy in alcohol. Right. They, they have a lot of minerality. They have a, a slightly uh, low character of sweetness. Uh, so they yes. are mostly in a dry, almost dry, off-dry style. Uh, right. So alcohol goes between, let's say, 7% to, yeah, Ten and a half, eleven, depending on. That's the maximum. Right. So with the Spätleser, the the Napa Valley talks about late harvest. Spätleser is not late harvest. It's a late picking. So late picking means for us here we go at least two weeks after we picked the cabinet. We can start to pick with the with and start. With the Spätleser wine. Okay. What happens with the Spätleser? The it receives more sunshine. It receives more uh, balance. It receives more ripeness, and it loses water. So that means 
sugar content concentrates, ripeness level concentrates, acidity level concentrates. And the grapes start to shrink and shrivel a little bit because they lose water. Yes. Higher quality, deeper, better for more intense food. The cabinets are fantastic in, in Asian, Asian food. So the sushi and Chinese food, Japanese food, uh, entirely Asian. Seafood, perfect with the cabinet. Spätlaser, excellent, absolutely excellent with the pâtés and terrines, with the, with the uh, green cheese, with the blue cheese. So Dana Blue is just fantastic because the bitterness of, uh, yeah, the, bitterness of, the uh, of the cheese goes so nicely with the sweetness level of the spade laser. Now, coming to the next level is Auslaser. What is happening there? Auslaser grapes are having a lot of sunshine. They have the influence of the noble rod. Noble yes. rod means botrytis. It is that, that fungus, and botrytis is a fungus, helping yes. a lot. That puts some little holes into the skin, and the water can vaporize. The, the grapes turn from greenish into yellowish into, well, amber, into purple, and they, they start to lose a lot of water, and the sugar is concentrated because the fungus of botrytis is not eating any sugar. Uh, uh -huh. So here you have heavily concentrated, well-balanced wines. Unbel okay. Unbelievable. So, and of course, you can pick the Auslaser, and that's the big difference. You can pick the, the Auslaser from the first day on, you are not limited in, in a time frame like in a, with a spade laser. Uh, right. Okay. Next level, if you wait for the Auslaser with perfect weather conditions, then you have the situation that you have a berry selection, the Baron Auslaser. Baron okay. means berry. Auslaser yes. means selection. So you have to select that by hand. You can compare these grapes Picked by hand, selected like raisins. You have to, with the regular Auslaser, you still have the, the grapes looking, well, amber and uh, uh, purple. But here you have the really heavily sh shrinked and shriveled grapes, and they taste like raisins. And a raisin doesn't contain a lot of water uh, or juice. No. So, therefore, those grapes are extremely concentrated. And the next step, the TBA, the Trocken Baron Auslese, the dry berry selection, this is the current within the, the grapes. Almost okay. no water, nothing, no liquid, pure sugar, pure essence of Riesling, wow. pure concentration. What you need there is... You need to have a little bit of juice from high-end other must yes. just to, to get the, the sugar into a liquid. Uh, and yes. it's so highly concentrated that's, that the yeast, which normally works, has a very hard time to start. 
those wines can ferment up to a year and maybe even longer. Uh, yes. One group is left. And I know, you Canadians, you have, in, our, in your uh, wine-growing reasons, you yes. have uh, the ice, ice wines. Ice wine, yes. Exactly. We have the ice wine as well because we are so far north. But ice wine for us is a different theme because we have probably, hopefully, one maximum two nights a year which are cold enough to freeze our grapes because we are in the valley and we have the slate and it, it still has that warmth collecting during the day and at night it pays it back into the area. So there is the microclimate and the ice wine means you need to have, depending on the quality level of, of the vintage, at least minus 10, minus 11, minus 12 yes. degrees centigrade. Extremely Raymond, cold. Yes. Raymond, you've schooled us on the six classifications. We got to stop for a break. It's our okay. last break, and we're going to come back and talk about some of your wines and where we can get them. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Do you love to travel? Do you love adventure so much that when you read about it, you cannot stop until you have finished? Most of all, though, do you like to read a memoir that is totally honest and doesn't cover up anything? The author just tells it like it is. Stephen Nicole's first book, You Only Live Once, will fulfill your wish. Whether you're thinking of a career in the hospitality industry or just want to read a personal, upfront, no-holes-barred memoir, this book will whet your appetite. Go to stephennicole.com to order your copy or email him directly for an autographed copy. That's Stephen Nicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E dot com. A life coach, Stephen Nicole can be contacted to help you get what you want in life. 17 years from the time he took a bartending course, Stephen traveled around working in the hospitality industry, moving up the ladder as he went along, tasting both the bitter and the sweet. Along the way, Stephen rode the ebb and flow from the vibrant 80s through the turbulent 90s. Stephen found what his heart was truly looking for to begin a new chapter in his life. For a free intake interview, you can mail Stephen directly to set up a time at ssnicole, at rogers.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to the Hospitality News Network. We'd love to hear from you with questions or comments about the show. Drop us a line at ssnicole at rogers.com. That's ssnicole, N-I-C-O-L-L-E, at rogers.com. Now, back to the Hospitality News Network. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, if you're just tuning in, you're missing a great show with Raymond Prum, uh, winemaker extraordinaire from the Moselle River. Moselle Valley in Germany. And if you're just joining us, this show will be archived on my host page, 
within a few hours. So I suggest you start at the beginning because it's just a fantastic amount of information Raymond shared with us today. Raymond, tell us about uh, some of the wines that you uh, that you have and where we can get them. Of course, yes, I would love to. Uh, so let me explain my profession. I'm the owner of Prim. So I'm doing that now for 45 years. I'm the cellar master, I'm the winemaker, and the bottle washer. Uh, so yes. that gives my whole, whole profession. I love <laughs> to be in contact with my clients. I've been just informing you about the, the six levels of qualities we have in the German wine law. And I don't want to confuse you. No, it's so complicated, but it is relatively easy. When you go to, to, well, to another wine country and ask for a glass of wine, they will ask you, you want to have a white, a red, or a rosé, probably? That's it. Yeah. And all these wines are dry. Here, we have the different, different situation. The six levels of quality you have to choose from. And we are talking about predicate wines. We have the quality wines, which are delicious in a dry style, in an almost dry, and I call it almost dry or halbtrocken, fine herb, and uh, in an off-dry style. So mm-hmm. far, I thought, my God, it is so complicated. I can't leave it to anonymous distributors. I want to get in contact with all the importers taking care of wine import from various countries of the world. So far, I started 1971 to do the first contacts into many, many uh, countries of the world. I did the contact directly because I decided to give first-hand information to my importer. I do the education to his sales staff. I do the education with the sales staff together to their clients, to the on-premise, off-premise customers, and continue even with presentation of my wines, with wine dinners, to the private consumer. So there I had the whole package of distribution in one hand. And of course, I travel a lot. My place is no longer in the cellar. I have my cellar master. I have my daughter. She is winemaker as well. And we still form a team of three deciding about the, the different wines. But I'm myself and together with my wife, Perio, we go around the world we travel to China, we travel to the U.S. market, we travel to Canada, uh, we travel everywhere. And finally, we made it up to 75, I can't, can't say definitely how many countries we have. It is an up and down. We have New Zealand in, New Zealand out, Australia in, Australia <laughs> out. So that's, that, that all depends on uh, how we, we go and shake hands and say, oh, you need Riesling. Yes. We need Riesling. Okay, let's start business. And that is what we do. We, have, we cover all countries in Europe, including the eastern parts, and we sell quite nicely. So 
and we have the Caribbean area, we have Middle America, we have South America, we have Northern America, and we have the Asian parts, and including uh, New Zealand and Australia, uh, of course. Yes. And we have to go there because our customers don't come to my, to my couch and say, hello, can I have some, some Riesling? No, no, I have to go and, and visit them and teach them about. And then I invite them to come and see us here at the winery. And we talk, we, we discuss wines. I take them into the vineyard because without that, they have, they have no knowledge about it. It's so nice to look from this side. I'm, I'm opposite, sitting here in my office, opposite from the vineyard. So I, I have the view into the vineyard every day. From my Beautiful. terrace, I can, I can take my, my cell phone and call my vineyard manager and say, oh, check that, that guy in the third row. Uh, he is doing something wrong. Now, of course, that's more joking, but... Yes. I see the vineyard every day. I see what is the need, and I need to take my people into the vineyard that they can smell the slate, they can put the feet into the ground. They have to go up the hill, the steepness, so they, they need to walk up 70%, and I tell you, they are quite sweaty when they are up there. <laughs> they will never forget and then they look down and they cannot believe and say, oh, my God, this is dangerous. Uh, working in here. What are, you, what are you doing with your people working in the vineyard? Are you putting them on ropes or whatever? No. They just need to be simply careful working in the vineyards. They, they need to have the right boots to work and so far. Raymond, now, we've got... Two minutes left. Tell us about oh. where the website is, your guest house. Oh, yes. Oh, quickly. Well, now I need to be fast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I, have the, I, have, I run a hotel here at the, at the property. Uh, you will find everything on uh, www.saprum.com. Yes. Uh, there you will find everything. Myself, my face the face of my daughter, the hotel, the, the room, picture of the rooms. It is beautiful here. And believe me, people are coming from, for the Mosul Valley, but mostly they come for the wine. So it doesn't matter what time of the year you, you choose. We are open from 1st of February to uh, 24th of uh, December, and we want to welcome everybody uh, who comes to Europe and uh, pays a visit to to Germany? We teach about wine. Yeah, I'm looking for you when I go there. You're you're invited, and everybody is. So now, well, your people listening on the other end, uh, they are the ambassadors of SA Prum, and ambassadors, of course, have a special uh, situation. They are well, they are invited to come. Uh, Raymond, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Uh, Stephen? I, I suggest everybody check your website out because uh, I have, and it's an awesome website. You'll learn all about his wines, his philosophy, his uh, background. Raymond, outstanding waiter, uh, wine maker extraordinaire. Well, uh, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Stephen. And I grab now a bottle of Riesling and have a nice glass on you.
Oh, have two. Have two. Have a okay. ball for me. Have a ball for me. Never mind that. That's that's an easy game. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay. And this is Stephen Nicole for the Hospitality Industry News Network. If you missed the show or want to catch any other shows, check out my host page on Voice America Variety Channel. Uh, this is uh, also iTunes, Stitcher, and Tuned In. It's available, Google Play. And uh, it's been a real pleasure. Great show. We look forward to seeing you in the future. And uh, have a great December and good Christmas to everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Hospitality News Network this week. Please join your host, Stephen Nicole, next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a good week.